Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to GLE. Got a special guest today catching up with an old high school friend of mine, John Wicker. He played some D1 basketball at Seton Hall University as an MBA in finance from the University of Delaware. He's a certified personal trainer, had quite a bit of success in corporate, and founder of Wicked Grit Fitness. Also a committed husband, father, and family man, and great catching up with you, John. Welcome to GLE. Wow, look at that. (laughs) Man, hey, man, thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity, man, to chop it up with you. Yeah, so it's been a while since we've talked. Why don't you tell me and the GLE community kind of your story of even before, you know, start before high school. How did you get to where you are today pursuing Wicked Grit Fitness and also with your success in finance and corporate? Yeah, man, I think that begins obviously with family and my background and values. You know, I think my parents did a pretty good job, obviously, in raising me and, you know, has contributed, you know, to my success today. Mm-hmm. Went to high school together in Michigan and here I am on the East Coast in New Jersey right now. You know, I work in Manhattan in New York. Short stone throw over the, the Hudson. And, it's changed uh, a lot over there, huh, since COVID? For sure, for sure. I mean, so we're all obviously in this home office environment. Just to touch on Wicked Grit, you know, being in home office has given me a little bit more time. Obviously, like you said, I got a young 15-month-old boy who's very active and a wife been able to invest a little bit more time in my fitness business, you know, kind of being at home, which is really cool. Prioritize my day a little bit differently and I don't have to do the hour and a half commute that I had one way anymore. So a little bit more time to concentrate on uh, this fitness stuff. That's awesome. I love to see people taking advantage of those extra hours. This GLE adventure started kind of in the same situation. And actually that's one of the reasons we got reconnected was started putting out some content and Saw mm-hmm. that you had your your content going as well, and and yeah. so it's good to get reconnected. You never know who's watching, right? No, you don't. Honestly, that's the biggest thing I'm learning, and a huge takeaway, especially with social media. It's so funny, you know what I mean? Like, very fickle, but at the end of the day, you got to just keep putting out what you believe in, and like, at the end of the day, somebody's really watching. So you never know who it is, and you mm-hmm. never touch somebody and, and help somebody out, so that's what yeah. it's all I love that, man. That's, it's that question of, you know, would you do it for one person? Would you do it for 10 people? Would you do it for a hundred? You know, what's that cutoff point, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you never know who's going to watch, but I, on your website, you got this intro video I was watching the other day and it talks about look good, feel good. And you say do good. I've always said play good, but that, that, uh, I love that phrase and it's something that's always resonated with me. And I, I go back to my baseball days when you got the primpy little baseball guys putting on their wristbands, all perfect, you know, and, <laughs> and their necklace yeah. and you see them all 
all pretty out there in the field. Yeah, and, right. and there's something to that, right? And, and I've kind of carried that over to corporate a little bit. But you obviously, with Wicked Grit, kind of employ that philosophy on physical fitness. So talk a little bit about that mindset and yeah. how that's important to you. Everybody aspires to look good and feel good. I think that's like putting on a fresh outfit. You know what I mean? Like when you put on a fresh outfit or that suit, like you feel, you know, the power, you feel empowered. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I like to create for my clients. You know, people come to me at the end of the day, I try to change their mindset. For me, it's mindset first. And then we can talk about how we can change your physique later. You know what I mean? But if you change your mindset, then you're definitely going to be able to have like a greater chance at, you know, changing your physique and actually having sustainable habits, you know, going in the future. So, yeah. You, you talk too about uh, your time as a D1 ball player and kind of transitioning out of having that routine yeah. established for you. And I struggled. That's something I really struggled with coming from the collegiate athletics world and then getting to yeah. corporate and just kind of like letting it all go. So what, what do you recommend? Yeah. Talk about your struggles there. Did you, did you, yeah. struggle with that? I mean, that's, that's true. Like everyday life really can get in the way that routine, like in high school and college sports, I'm huge on discipline and routine. Like I have at least 30 minutes of my day is the same every day. You know what I mean? As much as I, you know, I have, like I said, I, I got the child and a wife and stuff. So obviously you can't be routine, you know, 24 hours a day, but like at least part of my day, I, I do the same thing every day. And for me, that's like my morning routine. And I feel like if you get yourself a morning routine, that sets yourself up for the rest of the day to like achieve those goals that you set out to achieve. You know, that's kind of what I teach people in Wiki Grit. I think that fitness and life or even business are very synonymous with one another. So growing up with that sports background, it's very easy for me to translate those same disciplines in, you know, whether it be school or whether it be, uh, you know, my, uh, my corporate career, you know, it's very easy, but a lot of people didn't grow up playing sports. So, you know, they need to learn these disciplines, you know, that we have been kind of blessed with uh, actually having, you know? Yeah. And I love how you touched on mindset and the importance of creating mindset. Cause I think lots of people fail in their fitness journey because they're, they have some weight goal or they have some, you know, I want to get my waist down to this size yeah. goal or whatever. And that, that can be done a lot of different ways. Right. But it's not all sustainable and it's not all going to put you in a place where you're going to be able to be consistent long-term. And, um, you know, the mindset piece is so huge in, in any aspect, in business and fitness and corporate, you know, whatever yeah. you're doing, you got to have that right mindset. Definitely. And it's really your motivation, I think. You know, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, see, people get really caught up on that word motivation. I don't, I don't know if I like it 100%. Like, I'm still toying with it because, you know, a lot of times that motivation runs out and then what? Like, so I'm more big on creating a habit, you know? versus motivation like motivation starts you out right but then after a while like that dies down you know what I mean and then what do you have so, I do know I do know what you mean I know like Tony Robbins is always talking about like finding your whys right and, and yeah big on yep. how many whys and so is that what you think of when you think of motivation to be honest with you uh yeah so like uh a lot of times that's what I what I get at like so when people like sign up with me I ask them like why like try to figure out really why they want to lose that those 10 pounds because oftentimes it's not just like aesthetics it's like a greater reason you know so it could be like 
oh, so they can play with their kids, you know, or maybe it could be health complications or something like that. So I think finding that why is absolutely correct, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So from a why perspective, do you see lots of people have like really shallow whys? Or are most of them like you just gave some good ones, I think, right? Some important ones. But I mean, it starts out there, but I mean, I think that's my goal is to help them, uh, you know, bring out the deeper why, like, you know, why are you doing this? Because most nine times out of 10, there's a deeper reason behind sure. that. They just haven't even thought about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 for sure. Let's talk a little bit about your journey to D1 basketball. I know you walked on, which is, <laughs> which is something that is intimidating, I can imagine. Yeah. do that's something i almost i almost did that and was fortunate enough at like the last minute to end up getting an offer from from somebody and going to play a little d2 ball but walking on at a d1 is, would be a, yeah. a courageous thing to do so talk about that journey well it wasn't a great one <laughs> you know looking back at it my whole point of going to college obviously was like my parents you know you got to come out with that that paper you know it wasn't to go play sports so that's kind of why i went to seton hall but uh you know, before I did go there, I did have a conversation with coach, you know what I'm saying? So I knew that it was an opportunity for me to walk on. Um, however, you know, looking back, obviously, would I have had a better basketball career if I went and played D2 or something? Yeah, probably. But it was a cool experience. I mean, just seeing a lot of those talented athletes, that, you know, that I had the opportunity to play with, you know, either practice with or even just come to know and actually uh, – some of them were able to mentor me or whatever on the court. Um, you know, it was a cool experience for sure. Um, but I only walked on, uh, you know, that, that 06 season. And then unfortunately the coach, uh, you know, he left the program and we got a new coach and uh, basically that was it for uh, the basketball career. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. It's always interesting to hear people's journeys. And I come from, I once had that D2 experience, right? And I didn't even, yeah. you know, you come from high school where you're a stud athlete like yourself, you know, rock star basketball player. Yeah. And mentally, I really struggled with that transition to college mm -hmm. sports. I, I redshirted my first year. Yeah. So you, you go from playing all the time to not at all. And it hurts. Uh, it's just, a, you know, it's that mindset, right? How do you approach that situation? Do you have a, a good mindset or is it weak and back then mine was weak you know yeah no I mean and that's and that's kind of actually how I came up with like you know we're talking about mindset that's kind of how I came up with the name like uh you know wicked grit obviously mm -hmm. here's my last name you know but grit I feel like I, I wasn't always like the best athlete you know what I mean like even in high school basketball like there were other kids on the team that were better than me and I feel like my disadvantage was like I was good like playing in the street, like one-on-one -on -one pickup, but like it didn't translate over to team ball until maybe like junior or senior year. Like I just didn't get it. And, uh, but I was a hard worker, you know, like in the summer I dedicated time to, you know, practicing my game. I went to basketball camps. And so GRIT actually stands for an acronym was like, you know, greatness requires internal toughness. So I feel like you just have to, like everything, like I said, begins with the mind, you know, so if you're in the right mindset, you believe you can achieve it, like then it's already done. I love that. Greatness requires internal toughness. Yeah. That's awesome, man. We always, we, we call ourselves grinders back in, uh, in the baseball days, but at, you know, we're always oh, on the grind. Grinders. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were eating, we were eating the tubs. 
So what's the grit 90 principle all about? Oh man. A little bit about that. Yeah, I can tell you a little bit about it. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I used to work out like hours in the gym. So a lot of the people that are trained are actually females, like moms or people in the, you know, corporate setting. So they don't, they got kids. They don't have a lot of time to be in the gym. So like the grit 90 is like, it's premised on like shorter workouts, under 30 minute workouts. Okay. Using high interval intensity training, I can get you where you want to be within 90 days. That's kind of what the grit 90 principle is, you know, more intense workouts, shorter duration, you know, with or without equipment, you know, I meet you where you're at. You know, I can guarantee these results within 90 days or less. Awesome, man. What challenges and successes have you had that have been instrumental in kind of shaping who you are? Have you had certain things in your life that you, you'd say are pivotal in your journey to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, like I'm from Michigan, you know, why the heck am I on the East Coast? <laughs> you know, so I think that's something huge, you know, and I would tell younger kids, a lot of my experiences have come because I was able to like leave the nest, you know, and not stay in Michigan. I feel like I've grown tremendously just being out here in New York, New Jersey area. Additionally, after I graduated, I had the opportunity to come back to Michigan, but I did not. You know, I took a you know career opportunity out here. I knew that there was more here, and I felt like that's paved the way for my career in finance today. So, like, I would definitely say kind of having that faith to actually leave your familiar grounds and, and kind of venture out just to broaden your horizon is something that you know, decision I made that's definitely uh, paid dividends. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hundred percent agree. I've come from a family that moved around quite a bit, e- even though it was kind of Midwestern, you know, Illinois, we spent some time in Wyoming, Texas, a couple of mm-hmm. times, Michigan. And I think moving, it's just like trying new things, right? You, you get yeah. used to a different environment, different cultures. You got to go experience that. And I think I regret waiting so long to get out of the country. I don't know if you've ever traveled abroad, yeah. but um, you know, my wife and I went abroad for our honeymoon. You know, I've been throughout North America, but until you go and see some of these parts of the world, you really have no perspective. For sure. Yeah. I mean, how good we have it here, especially. Yeah. I mean that, that too, as well. I didn't mention that, you know, actually traveling abroad thing. Uh, I was fortunate enough to do a lot of my traveling abroad during my college years. Oh, cool. I know a lot of people now are like going so like everywhere. Like I did a lot of my traveling. I, I went, I've been to uh, China and Europe and stuff. And you know, that, that, that definitely uh, shaped just like my, my whole perspective. I think that's very important. Definitely. It was a great thing. And I encourage people because my wife is a Houston native Okay. and she moved out when we got married and she moved in with me. So she, you know, she lived with her family yeah. all up until getting married. Right. And so, yeah. you know, we come from very different worlds from a moving around perspective and I just love it. Like I love moving around. I love the, so, I mean, her, I her family things. is there now Her family. Yeah. Is they're up. still, they're still here in Houston and okay. uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes down the road. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, but everybody, yeah. you know, for her, that was a big transition, right? For, yeah. You know, Cause she had never left home. Yeah, that's so, like my wife the same. Yeah, same thing. So it, it uh, it's cool, especially if you can, there's obviously pros and cons either way, but if you yeah. can do that younger and get experience moving around, I think it's a really good growth opportunity for sure. So 
Talk a little bit about the finance world. What's going on in the finance world? We obviously have COVID-19 going on today. How's that impacted the whole yeah. financial <laughs> realm from your perspective? And well, you know, what are you concerned for, about looking ahead? It's great for me. Uh, you know, anybody uh, trying to get a loan is it's amazing uh, right now. However, I mean, a lot of businesses are definitely being hurt, especially you can see it here in New York area. Like the MTA system is just shot. <laughs> you know, they're like bleeding money. I don't really know what's to come in the future uh, for, for New York uh, and like California, these areas too. But I mean, in terms of my personal uh, company situation, I think, you know, we're ahead of the time in terms of like digitalization. So I was able to work from home actually two days a week prior to COVID anyway, which wow. is pretty cool. So I guess we're at the forefront in terms of like home office. <laughs> it's probably prepped us for what's, what's happening now. Sure. But in terms of the building and the actual office space, I mean, we're, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to see what corporate or uh, commercial real estate does. Uh, yeah, I would love to. I can't wait to see what's going on with that. Um, <laughs> I don't know who's, no, yeah. it's going to be hard to, to sell for sure. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people are leaving the state, you know, to come to Jersey and, you know, in terms of actual, like, you know, residential. So it's definitely a spike people buying homes here in Jersey and stuff. So, yeah. So you mentioned your family and how thankful you are to come from a good family that, that raised you right. And yeah. And, uh, had a good upbringing and now you're a dad and, uh, talk about what has changed on John Wicker in John Wicker from being uh, a father. Probably. Uh, I'm like a whole new person, man. <laughs> I mean, I would say some earlier nights, uh, you know, uh, definitely, you know, not going out in, uh, in the city here anymore. It's good. I mean, I'm able to focus, like I said, like on my my personal business, Wicked Grid. Obviously, trying to fit in family time and working from home is tough. It's, it's definitely has its challenges with the, the little guy screaming 90% of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool, man, because I'm able to, like, you know, see him grow. Like, you, you won't get these this time back for sure, so. Oh, definitely. It's definitely uh, pretty cool. I'm sure you feel the same. Oh, of course, man. We have been so blessed because we've been working from home since March. And so, yeah. you know, my wife basically throughout her pregnancy was working from home, which was a huge, you know, it's a huge blessing. I'm sure every woman who's gone through a pregnancy would probably agree Yeah. if they were going to work during that time. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Those women, they're, they're studs. They're <laughs> those babies, man. I tell you, but we we were just surprised with our baby six weeks early, so we're oh, yeah, adjusting wow. quickly to parenthood. And uh, I hope you did that nesting uh, thing uh, early. <laughs> <laughs> the nesting thing. Yeah, the nesting. You know, uh, we we set up the crib and uh, the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, dude, we didn't. We didn't, have, we didn't have. We didn't have anything set up. Oh man, <laughs> it's a circus, dude. <laughs> you should have seen. I, I could show you the picture of our uh, little front door camera. Because when we were at the hospital, my wife was just ordering like all sorts of stuff <laughs> on Amazon, right? So it was just okay. cov- it was just covered in boxes. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, oh my goodness! It's it's wild. It's definitely a life changer. It's crazy. You ever think back? So we come a long way since high school. Yeah. For you, it was uh, fifteen years ago. Yeah. Yep. How has, much has your perspective changed thinking back to your high school days? I mean, I think I'm like a whole new person. Just like I said, because where we came from, <laughs> came from, uh, 
you know, Rochester, Michigan, uh, it's very suburban to, uh, you know, my first year out here in, in Seton Hall was, uh, was crazy. <laughs> it's just, everything was so different. I've never even seen, you know, so many, uh, different cultures to now, like so many different foods that I'm accustomed to eating that I would have probably never ate in Rochester. <laughs> just, it's, it's crazy. Uh, like I said, so much growth. However, you know, Rochester was cool, man. Like, I still keep in touch with a lot of the people there. Like, that's family. So, sure. Um, my brother still actually lives in Michigan, uh, oh, yeah. in uh, Oakland Township. So, you know, not far from Rochester. Sure. So I, get, I get back there every now and again. I mean, I still catch up with all those guys, uh, you know, from the area. So, it, that, that will, like, that will always be home for me. But, I mean, in terms of, like growth, like it's just tremendous. Like even even my wife, like my wife's uh, Egyptian, so like wow. we, didn't, we didn't have that in. Uh, in <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure there was a, there were maybe a couple. <laughs> I didn't even know what that was. I thought they were like extinct or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Yeah, we Roch, that area in uh, Oakley County was a really great area to to grow up in. It's still a great community and. Um, you know, I'm thankful for my time there. But, you know, as we said before, getting exposure, getting experience. I remember coming to Houston. I never thought of Houston as a place that would have, you know, fantastic food. Mm-hmm. It's actually yeah. one of the things Houston's very well known for, which I didn't know. But, you know, going back to Michigan now, I actually get disappointed because they don't have very good food compared no, to they don't. what they got yeah. down in Houston. No offense, Michigan. Oh, they they, they have, have good they have good craft beer. Jets pizza though. Jets. Jets pizza. I, I do miss Jets. I like Jets. I, I do miss <laughs> Jets pizza and Penn Station, man. Oh yeah, Penn Station. Do you have Penn Station out there? No, we don't have that. We don't have, it's East Coast, like man. I don't like this uh, New York pizza. I'm not a huge fan. They, they'll probably like, kill me for saying that, but <laughs> yeah, the thin, the thin stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're a Chicago guy. Uh, I can get behind the deep dish, but the deep dish, you know, but. I would probably prefer Chicago pizza over New York. Yeah. Well, John, it's been good catching up, man. Tell us where we can find you if we want to reach out and learn more about what you're doing with Wicked Grit or anything else. Yeah, I mean, you can you can find my, my website is www.thewickedgrit.com, or you can find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram at Wicked Grit. Yeah, man, I appreciate the opportunity. It's been great chatting, man. You take Likewise. care. Wish you the Thanks. best. If you enjoyed today's show, give it a five-star rating, follow, subscribe, and head on over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more about the Go Lead Everything movement. For more great content daily, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at RealPhilSwanson, Facebook and LinkedIn at PhilipSwanson, and for videos of these episodes and other great video content daily, subscribe to the Phil Swanson channel on YouTube. Now go 